Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you today about prejudice. Webster defines prejudice as a preconceived judgment or opinion, an adverse opinion or leaning formed without any grounds or sufficient knowledge. Now, obviously, this is something that you and I deal with because all humans deal with it. And we will probably deal with it with the rest of our lives because there's something about you and there's something about me that wants to judge other people. It's a forming of an opinion of someone or something before gathering all the facts. Have you ever done that? I have. I've judged people without knowing all the facts. And we as a society, we do this all the time. Whether it's the color of someone's skin or the political party that maybe a person belongs to, someone's age, you know, just as human beings. We make judgments just about anything and everything with only a small portion of the facts. And I want to be clear with you today on this. There is no room whatsoever in the kingdom of God or his church for prejudice. You see, God is a holy God. He's a just God. He is a fair God, and he always, always, always has all the facts. He looks at our heart. You see, he doesn't judge a book by its cover. And scriptures tells us that God looks beneath all of that to your heart and to my heart because he's got all the facts. And so there is no room for prejudice, none. But I want you to understand that it doesn't mean that we don't have a healthy judgment. And I want to show you what I mean. You see, 20 years ago, the most quoted scripture, and you would see it at ball games, was John 3.16. John 3.16, and I'm sure that you're familiar with it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Well, do you know that that's no longer the most quoted scripture? Today, the most quoted scripture is found in the Sermon on the Mount, and Matthew records it. And here's what it is. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Wow. Now, much of the reason behind this scripture being quoted is that none of us want to be called out. We have this fear that we don't want to be called out. We don't want to be pointed out for something that maybe we're doing or or we've done. And yet in this passage, Jesus is describing someone that probably we can all relate to, someone who makes a judgment about somebody else, but doesn't realize or doesn't notice the bigger issue in their own life. You see, it's very natural for me, I have to confess, to be able to judge people, whether it's my wife or my kids or my friends or my coworkers, And we all do this, no matter what your background is. You see, judging is a pastime of too many of us, and it's an easy thing to fall into, especially when we don't have all the facts. We never have all the facts, really. 
So what I want to do is I want to share with you some reasons why we judge. And I put myself in that category as well. You know, one of the reasons why we judge is self-righteousness. Yep, self-righteousness. We just feel that we're superior to people. We feel that we're better. And so we judge other people to make ourselves feel better about what we're doing or what we're not doing. And there are things that, you know, we don't tolerate in our own life. And so we resent someone else doing it. Or perhaps you have something and you perceive it as better than what the other person has or doesn't have. What happens is self-righteousness comes into our life and we judge other people. Jesus despised it. He hated it. And he still does today. And then there's fear. We judge because of fear, right? We all battle fear. We put somebody down because, again, maybe they intimidate us or we're scared. And so we judge by minimizing what somebody has accomplished or what somebody has. And we emphasize what they don't have. Yeah, they got this, but they don't have that. And again, what we're trying to do is build ourselves up. We're trying to make ourselves feel better. There's something about this person that's a threat to me. They make me feel less. And so what I want to do is I want to minimize them. And I want to minimize their threat to me. And so fear can cause us to judge. How about this one right here? Envy. This is a good one. Or jealousy. You know, we just feel bitter about someone's advantages. They have more advantages than what we do. They have more success than what we do. They have more possessions. And it goes on and on and on and on. And this kind of judgment typically leads to resentment. Because somebody has something that we do not have. And it leaves us wondering, why do they deserve it? I'm just as good or better than they are. They do this and they do that, or they don't go to church, or they, they have this habit or whatever. And so, envy. And then how about this one, control. This is a real good one, all right? This is one of the reasons why we make judgments. You see, when we make judgments, it has a huge impact on people and it sets them back. Hey, husband, you can do this with your wife. You can judge her and you can put her on her heels and put her in her place. We can do this with our kids. We can do this with our, our, our bosses and employees. And what it does, it causes people to doubt themselves. And really the reason why we're judging them is because we want to manipulate them. We want to control them. And then the bias, just our bias, opinion, okay? This is really a matter of perspective. You know, we judge the world as we see it or maybe as the home that we grew up in or the environment that we grew up in. And, and maybe we didn't have the whole picture. And so it makes you and I to want to judge others as if they grew up in the same house or the same beliefs or the same environment. And the way in which Jesus puts this is he's basically saying, you know what? None of these are valid reasons to make a judgment or to judge. And the only problem with quoting this is that we might miss the entire point of what Jesus is trying to say 
in this passage on the Sermon on the Mount because he doesn't stop there. Look at what he says. Here's what he says. Do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Wow. Jesus is saying that the same way in which you and I judge other people, that's how we're going to be judged. And so in order to make a fair and healthy judgment, we need to remember what Jesus says here. He says, hey, Mason, you know what? The way in which you judge your wife, the way in which you judge your kids, the way in which you judge your friends, you know what? That's how you're going to be judged. And so we need to begin with the end in mind, don't we? So let me ask you a question today. How do you want to be judged? How do you want to be judged? Let me tell you how I want to be judged. I don't want to be judged. I, I don't want to be judged. I, I want to be understood. I, I want somebody to look at me with kindness and patience. I want somebody to know all of my story, not part of my story, not just a chapter of my story. I want them to know the family that I grew up in. I want them to know my hurt and my, my hangups. I want them to know all of me so they can have a full picture. That's what I want. How about you? Jesus continues, and here's what he says. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Wow. Now, he's saying, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? So there's something there. But why, why do we look at that speck and not the plank in our own eye? Because I'd rather focus on you than me. It's more fun to focus on you than me. It makes me feel better about me if I focus on you because it relieves me of dealing with my own hurts and my own habits and my own hangups and my own issues. And so I wanna focus on you. Jesus continues in his lesson and he says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. He's getting real funny here. This is humorous, okay? They're no doubt laughing. And Jesus is addressing though, a very serious issue. He is saying, how can you attempt to take that out of their eye when you've got a telephone pole, you've got a beam coming out of your own eye? How can you deal with the stuff in their life when you got all this stuff going on in your own life? And here's his response. He says, you hypocrite. You hypocrite. Are you familiar with that word? You are if you've been a part of a church because we've been called that, haven't we? A hypocrite is someone who is more concerned about another person's faults than their own, about another person's life than their own. Someone who is focused on others' shortcomings and they ignore their own. That's what a hypocrite is. Jesus was calling them out and he goes on to say, he says, first take the plank out of your own eye. He's saying, examine yourself first, Dwight. I know that's bothering you about that person but let it be a time of reflection, a moment for yourself. Because here's what I have to confess. You know, Patty and I are blessed with four kids and some of the things that just drive me nuts about them is so true about me. Have you been there? And usually that's the way it is. Jesus continues and he says, and then you will see more clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. See, Jesus is giving us a healthy process by which you and I can appropriately judge others and situations. And this is so important because you need to hear this because Jesus says, get the plank out of your own eye. 
first. He doesn't say get the plank out of your own eye and then move on. No, Jesus says, take care of you first. Deal with your own issues first. And then I've got something else for you. So the first thing that he wants us to do is to identify your issue. Dwight, first thing I want you to do is I want you to deal with your own issue, your own hurt, your own habits that, that makes you to want to judge other people so that you'll feel better. And Jesus is saying, when you're tempted, Dwight, to dive into someone else's stuff, let it remind you of your own stuff so that you can deal with them and you can help them out. So that when you see something in that person that bothers you, Dwight, you'll be in position to help them and not hurt them. And let it remind you of things in your own life that you need to deal with. Let it allow you to examine yourself. And see, this is why we believe, I believe that you need to be in a group. You need to be meeting with other people. And I've heard other people say, well, I don't wanna be in a group because those people drive me nuts. Do you know that you drive people nuts? Do you, have you ever heard somebody say something about somebody else? You know what, they talk so much, I can't believe that. And you're saying, you think they talk a lot. <laughs> and really, it's their own problem too. Because you see, when we're with people and we begin to share with people, things begin to surface in our own life. And it's a great way for you and I to check and to see what's going on in our own life because that speck that you see in your brother's eye, there's probably a beam coming out of your eye that you need to deal with. And so Jesus says, you know what? Identify your own issue because it allows you and I to begin to see clearer. And so Jesus would say it this way, the godly judgment process is to identify your issue and get a clearer picture. Get a clearer picture. So I need to make sure that I have an accurate picture of myself. I need to. And I have to ask myself, is this about you being self-righteous, Dwight? Is this about a fear? Is this about pride? Is, is this about something that's going on in your life? Because all of that stuff, is this a bias of yours? All of that gets in the way of loving people. And what Jesus wants from you and me is to have a little bit of self-awareness. Identify your own issue, Dwight. And then guess what? Now you're going to be able to see clearer. And so what's next then? And this is really at the heart of Jesus's teaching. And, and, and this is at the center because here's what we need to understand. If you're a follower of Christ, following Christ never stops with you. Following Jesus never ends with what's in it for me. Following Jesus is all about leveraging what God has done in your life and what God has done for you and leveraging it for the sake of other people. And you know what that happens? When you and I are humble and we're willing to make a humble judgment. We identify our issues, we get a clearer picture, and then we make a humble judgment with sensitivity and patience. And we remember again what Jesus said to his disciples and to you and me. Here's what he said. A new command I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my what? My disciples. Not by your doctrinal statement, but that you love one another. 
And so Jesus is telling you and I to love one another. And he loves you and me that he'll speak into our life. And he'll say, hey, Dwight, you know what? You need to deal with this. This is an issue. This is a problem. And so Jesus, when he says judge not, he does not mean care not. You see, when we love as Jesus loves, love will forbid you to look over and say nothing to see a person who's hurting, to see a person who's going down the wrong path and just blow it off. Love forbids you and I from doing that. Love forbids you and I to look someone over and just walk away being indifferent. You see, when I understand that there's something going on in your life, maybe it's going to destroy your marriage or it's going to destroy your health or or your relationship with Christ is suffering because of it, it's my responsibility to say something. And so judge not means judge with humility, not a sense or an attitude of superiority, not with self-righteousness, but humility. You see, we can speak to what people do, but we can't judge why they do it. We can speak to what people say, but we can't judge why they say it. And so the question is for you and me, how will we respond? How will we respond? You see, each of us responds differently to prejudice or to judgment. All of us do, either in how you respond to being judged or how you judge others. And and, and there's three ways in which we usually respond. One is just pridefully. I mean, we just become very, very much full of pride. And so what happens is we see somebody and we see something going on in their life and we make a comment, we judge them, and then we write them off. Ha! We just throw them to the side. And when you and I do this, or if you do this, you probably never have come to grips with your own sin. You've never come to grips with your own issues. When when you just judge somebody and and, and you could care less, you just make a comment about them. Or or being indifferent. Being indifferent. You know, where where you and I make a judgment on somebody and, and we say, you know what? Well, I thank God I'm not like that. I thank God I don't look like that. And what happens is there's a mindset that that we just judge and then we kind of walk away and Jesus is not saying that. You see, there's a mindset today in our society that somehow we're not supposed to judge one another, that we're not supposed to keep one another accountable. And Jesus is not saying that here, not at all. In fact, God told Ezekiel the prophet this. Here's what he said. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. Doesn't get any more serious than that. Doesn't get any more serious than that. Another way in which we can respond is just being stubborn, stubbornly. Okay, you know, what happens is somebody has confronted you. Somebody has come and talked to you about an issue, about a relationship, about something that's going on in your life, and you have excused it quickly and fast, and you, well, they're just judgmental. You're just being judgmental. And you use that line, you have no right to judge me. Who are you? And yet you know in your heart that they're right. You see, defensiveness of your past 
will continue to be shown in your future if you just get defensive. You see, what we have to understand is if somebody has confronted you and they've done it in the way in which we're talking about, you need to receive that because they love you. It's hard to confront. And remember that no one confronts perfectly. We just don't. And so how are you going to respond? Are, are, are you just going to make a quick judgment on somebody and then just throw them off to the side? Are you going to make a judgment and just say, God, I thank you that I'm not like them? Or are, are, are you going to look at yourself, identify your issue, and allow you to be able to get a clearer picture, and then you're going to humbly go to them and say, hey, you know what? I love you, and I care about you, and I'm concerned, and I want the best for you and do it in a humble way. Listen, judge not does not mean care not. And so I want to encourage you today. Let's first take care of the beam in our own eye so that we can see clearly and help people around us, that we can leverage what God has done in our life, and we can speak into them in a humble way. You see, when we're humble, we can see our own issues. And we can take a look at that situation and help other people do the same. You see, no one wants to think that they are prejudiced. I don't. I'm sure you don't. We all want to believe that we are the ones who have all the information. We got all the facts. And yet there are times where we don't and we know we don't and we're wrong. But it's too hard to admit. It's too hard to humble ourselves sometimes. Would you agree with me? But here's what I believe today. God wants to reveal what's in your heart. So let me ask you a question. Have you made some judgments about something, about someone, without knowing all the facts? Are you willing to recognize that you see situations in a certain way, even if it's not all true? <laughs> Are you humble enough to receive correction? and allow somebody to speak into your life and even admonish you? Or do you respond with pride and apathy and stubbornness? Or do you say, hey, thanks, you know what? Thank you for caring, and you respond with humility. You see, I believe that there is true life and freedom when we respond in our hearts with honesty and humility. And I want to encourage you today to choose humility. Only Christ has all the answers. And he sees past the prejudice and the appearance of this world. He didn't come into this world to judge the world. He came into this world to save the world. And he looks at your heart and he looks at my heart. So how will you respond to him today? Imagine if all of us would first identify our issues, get a clearer picture, and then make a humble judgment. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for preserving Scripture and teachings like this that speaks to where all of us live. God, I, I want you to know that I've judged unfairly. I've judged people without knowing all the facts, and I've been quick to maybe push them aside. And I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to help me by the power of your spirit 
to deal with my own issues, my own life first, and then allow you to do a work in me that humbles me and makes me patient and understanding of others because I've been there. And then give me the grace to leverage that, to help people to be able to understand you and your love and your grace and your power. So help me not to be prideful or indifferent or stubborn. Help me to be humble. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.